Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our ministry when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 6, called Renewing Your Faith. What is holding it all together? Jesus Christ holds everything together by the word of his power. Now, someone might say, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. I believe that everything that we see came from, well, they, they have the same view. They, they believe it all came from nothing. Uh, they believe that there was a, something like the period of it at the end of a sentence that started spinning. This is, this is actually evolutionary theory. And they keep, have, they keep having to change the date to billions and billions and more billions of years ago because we're not seeing any of this stuff happen. But when Mount St. Helens happened, things were fossilized in a matter of minutes because there was a cataclysmic worldwide flood, brothers and sisters, that gets denied in a lot of academia. Here's the point. Something's holding it all together. One evolutionist put it this way. He said, you know, I'm scared uh, that there is a God and uh, he's steering the ship and I don't know him. He was an atheist. He said, there's two options that scare me. One, there is a God running everything and I don't know him. I don't have a relationship with him. Or the other option is there's no God and nobody's steering Both frighten me, he said. Because truth be told, if there is no God, nobody is steering, right? But you look at the meticulous order of the cell, DNA, the uh, cosmos, the human body. Just think for a moment. How could all of this happen by accident. It's not logical. You're in a building that was designed and your body is much more complex and nobody would believe that this evolved over millions and millions of years. Yeah, the window just decided to... (laughs) And then the door, you know. And I'm not trying to oversimplify it, but I will tell you, evolutionary theory, that's really what it teaches. And we, we don't observe things coming from nothing. And then the atheist says, aha, that's why I got you. Who made God then? But see, God is a non-contingent being. What does that mean? It means that he started everything, including time. And that's what the Bible teaches. It's not easy for me to get it into this noggin, this finite brain, and that's the writer's point. Do you see it in verse 3? By faith, we understand. This is not a blind leap. Yeah, I just believe it. No, it's an evidential leap. I believe the most logical explanation of what we see is a designer, an awesome chemist, an incredibly powerful God, the God of Scripture. I believe that's a logical conclusion. But can I explain everything to you that I just laid out briefly and not even so well? No. But by faith, 
The visible that I do see takes me to that conclusion. And much more than that, right? I have the Holy Spirit living in me. I have the historicity of God's word, Jesus, etc. So this is what he's saying. Before he puts a human face to his argument, he puts the face of creation before us. As if to say, look, just look. Look around. There's a God. He loves you. He has a plan. He started it. He's going to finish it. He's Alpha and Omega. He's the Aleph Tav. He is the beginning and the end. He started it and he'll wrap it when he wants to. And thank God you're part of his plan. Amen. Amen? So creation is an example of faith seeing invisible realities that is God and his power and activity in creation. And of course, it's before us, the writer of Psalm 19, he says, day and night, we're bombarded with this evidence. By faith, we understand the universe was formed at God's command, NIV verse three, so that what is seen was not made out of what is visible. One writer says, sadly today, many deny their creator. They're like the piano mice who lived all their lives in a large piano. The music of the instrument came to them in their piano world, filling all the dark spaces with sound and harmony. At first, the mice were impressed by it. They drew comfort and wonder from the thought that there was someone who made the music, though invisible to them, someone above, yet close to them. They loved to think of the great player whom they could not see. Then one day, a daring mouse climbed up part of the piano and returned very thoughtful. He had found out how the music was made. Wires were the secret, tightly stretched wires of graduated lengths and that trembled and vibrated. They must revive all their old beliefs. None but the most conservative could any longer believe in the unseen player. Later, another explorer carried the explanation further. Hammers were now the secret. Great numbers of hammers dancing and leaping on the wires. That was a more complicated theory, but it all went to show that they lived in a purely mechanical and mathematical world. The unseen player came to be thought of as a myth, though the pianist continued to play. For the believer, those who know the pianist, it is all so clear by the word of the Lord the heavens were made. Their starry host, by the breath of his mouth, he commanded, and it stood firm. Amen? Amen. We have a great cloud of witnesses, and the great cloud of witnesses is people who have trusted in God, but it's also the creation all around you. Day and night it pour forth speech. And, of course, on, when we go up to the mountains or maybe go to the beach, we see it a little bit more clearly. Okay, I'm going to take the Abel example, and we're done. I'm not going to move to Enoch tonight because we'll be out of time. Let's just look at verse 4 together as the first human example. By faith, Abel, his name means breath or vapor, offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the testimony that he was righteous, God testifying about his gifts, and through faith, though he is dead, he still speaks. Now, no doubt the writer was thinking of Genesis 1 when he mentions the cosmos or the creation. His first, I think it's seven examples in Hebrews 11 are all from Genesis. 
In fact, the first three are from Genesis 4, Genesis 5, and Genesis 6. Now, I don't have to tell you about Cain and Abel because I think you all know the story. They were brothers, and Abel was a keeper of the, the flock. And if we uh, just note Genesis chapter 4, verse 2, she gave birth to Abel. Abel was a keeper of flocks. Cain was a tiller of the ground. In the course of time, they both brought an offering. And uh, each of them brought an offering from what he did. Uh, one from his flock, that is Cain, or let's, let's go back there just so I, we have it down. Genesis, the first book of our Bibles. Genesis 4. It came about, verse 3, in the course of time that Cain brought an offering to the Lord of the fruit of the ground, Abel on his part also brought the firstlings of his flock and of their fat portions, and the Lord had regard for Abel and for his offering, but for Cain and for his offering he had no regard. So Cain became very angry and his countenance fell. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will not your, your countenance be lifted up? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door and its desire is for you, but you must master it. And we know what happened. Cain uh, didn't master it. Sin was crouching at his door. And rather than dealing with himself, he killed his brother because God had regard for Abel's offering and not for Cain's. Now, there's, you could read volumes on why. But here's, I think, what the, the Bible at least hints at, if not giving us definitively. Cain's offering was not from a, uh, the righteousness by faith. He didn't have a right heart with God. And he wasn't walking by faith. Abel was. I think both offerings are legitimate offerings. You'll see people say, oh, only the animal sacrifice was the legitimate one. But there are also sacrifices in the Bible that are from the... Uh, the harvest and so forth. So I don't think that's it. I think the problem with Cain is that he wasn't walking by faith and Abel was. Listen to 1 John 3, 11 and 12. For this is the message which you've heard from the beginning that we should love one another, not as Cain who was of the evil one and slew his brother. For what reason did he slay him? Because his deeds were evil and his brother's were righteous. Jesus will talk about the righteous blood of Abel in the scriptures in Matthew 23. What do we learn from this? Well, we know that the biggest problem in the Hebrew church, if you will, was the pressure not to believe in justification by faith. Follow me in this argument just for a second. Remember, we're talking about two offerings here and which was acceptable to God. And the whole issue in the Hebrew context that we've been studying is that certain Hebrew believers just couldn't wrap their mind around Jesus and the better sacrifice. Listen to those words. Jesus' sacrifice is a better sacrifice. It's a superior one. Cain's sacrifice, as compared to Abel's, was a lesser sacrifice. But why? You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Would you please consider supporting Walk in Truth being on this radio station and podcast for at least $5 a month? 
As a thank you, we'll send you more content from Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team through our new Walk in Truth app. You will have quick access to our daily episodes. Welcome to Walk in Truth. You can watch videos of Pastor Michael's most recent Sunday sermons. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son. And access to our bonus podcast and video series, A Step Closer. That's how I showed my anger. Not in words, but in you can't have me. Mm-hmm. And that obviously took a toll in our relationship. All this and more is available to you on our new Walk in Truth app as a thank you for your financial gift. Please become a financial partner of at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. Sacrifices in the Bible that are from the, uh, the harvest and so forth. So I don't think that's it. I think the problem with Cain is that he wasn't walking by faith. And Abel was. Listen to 1 John 3, 11 and 12. For this is the message which you've heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of the evil one, and slew his brother. For what reason did he slay him? Because his deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous. Jesus will talk about the righteous blood of Abel in the scriptures in Matthew 23. What do we learn from this? Well, we know that the biggest problem in the Hebrew church, if you will, was the pressure not to believe in justification by faith. Follow me in this argument just for a second. Remember, we're talking about two offerings here and which was acceptable to God. And the whole issue in the Hebrew context that we've been studying is that certain Hebrew believers just couldn't wrap their mind around Jesus and the better sacrifice. Listen to those words. Jesus' sacrifice is a better sacrifice. It's a superior one. Cain's sacrifice, as compared to Abel's, was a lesser sacrifice. But why? Because Cain did not bring it by faith. What's the main issue doctrinally in the Hebrew early believers? Some of them have been talked out of the new covenant. They just can't accept that an offering made by Christ once for all cleanses them from all sin. So they walk in the way of Cain, if you will. They reject the gospel. They think they've got to bring a different kind of offering, if you will. They won't accept the new covenant, the better sacrifice. I think this is the illusion that the writer of Hebrews is getting at. It's a little bit underneath, if you will, but it hit me as I was studying that I think this is what's going on here. They are wrestling, and we've seen this many times in Hebrews, with an evil heart of unbelief, much like Cain. The Lord warned him, sin is crouching at your door. You need to do a little self-assessment, and you need to get right with me, and sin will go away. It will flee. But he didn't deal with the sin issue. He didn't deal with his unbelieving heart. And he cracked open the door and sin was waiting. It was lurking and it got in there and he got angry. And what did he do? 
he took it out on his brother. Please hear me, brethren. What's happening in the Hebrew church is that brother has now been faced off with brother. The Jewish community is divided around the issue of Messiah and the new covenant. And some brothers are taking it out on their brothers. And some will pay the ultimate price in the unfolding history of the church. You even know that Saul, who you, we could say walked in the way of Cain, took it out on his brothers and sisters. And he was going all over the place. And he stood there while Stephen was killed. Right? He gave the vote. Yes, he should die. Brother against brother. The issue, an offering. The issue, whether or not one's going to believe the new covenant or the old covenant, and then what you're going to do with it. I believe this is what's a little bit underneath the surface here, and it's bringing out the issue going on in this Hebrew church. And so you say, well, why didn't God stop it? Why did God allow Cain to kill his brother? And do you remember how the story unfolds? Where's your brother? Am I my brother's keeper? I don't know where he's at. Well, I hear the voice of your brother's blood crying to me from the ground. The blood of Jesus Christ, superior to the blood of bulls and goats, the righteous blood of Christ shed for the sins of the world. Amen. Here's where we go to the gospel. Here's, here's where we have the real issue. Here's what the writer is saying. I know what you're going through. You're, you're going through something that is all the way back in our biblical history between two brothers, Cain and Abel. And you need to hold on. Because even if you die for your faith, and you all know you're going to die of something, right? You all realize that? <laughs> Let me ask you. Do you want to serve the master or not with the time that you got? So, in the book of Hebrews, it says that Abel is still speaking. J. Vernon McGee died, what, in the 1970s? At that time, they were airing his tapes. And he said, play the tapes until the money runs out. The money hasn't run out. You know, an old country preacher has his messages being heard all over the world. It's amazing. May God richly bless you, my beloved. And, that, and people jump on the Bible bus in India and Bush country and who knows where. And the Lord has given a testimony. Here's the testimony Abel uh, received. He was righteous. God, 11.4 of Hebrews, testified about his gifts. And through faith, though he's dead, he still speaks. If you live only for yourself, you will have no testimony. And people talk about testimonies all day long. Huh? I, you know, I, I was looking at some athletic statues the other day. And they're cool, right? And, it, you know, a famous announcer, a famous athlete, a statue, cool, a banner, nice. But you ain't here to appreciate it if you're gone, right? Well, other people will remember me. Yeah, maybe for playing a sport. 
But here's my point. God testifies about Abel and says, righteous. And Abel's still speaking. If you want a life that will continue to reverberate through time for that which is eternal, then be devoted to God. Amen? Walk by faith, not by sight. Oh, it's not always going to be easy, and you're not always going to get all the kudos that maybe you get in other contexts. But I'll tell you this. When it's all said and done, I want my life to count for what's going to be changing souls. Father, thank you for this section of Hebrews. Thank you that we can dive in and dig a little bit deeper into the truths of the word of God. They are a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And I pray tonight that you would renew faith. Renew biblical faith. Make us steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that not one thing we ever do for you is in vain when we do it with the right heart. And we know you're a rewarder, and we're going to learn next time. It's not just about faithfulness. You're a God who rewards those who seek you. And, And right now, we're seeking you for renewed faith. We're seeking your faith because we know it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. I can't do this, Lord. I fall on my face every time I'm in the flesh. I can't do it. Michael can't do it. But Christ through me, well, all things become possible. That's at least all things in your will that you want me to do. And I thank you for that. I thank you that you can use us beyond what we have the capacity to be. Oh, Lord, strengthen faith in the room tonight. Strengthen the faith of those who are listening to this who may not have been with us tonight. Lord, strengthen, restore, renew. Maybe the word reborn for some. They, they need to be have their faith reborn. And some, maybe for the first time, you're here. Maybe you don't even know Christ. You've not been born again to that living hope. You've not trusted in him and him alone for your salvation in the new covenant. Trust him now. Trust in him and him alone. He is faithful to save. Thank you, Father. We love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. You've been listening to Renewing Your Faith, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews 11, verses 1 through 6. If you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and more podcast apps. Listen for free to Pastor Michael's teachings in more books of the Bible. Now, we have pastors on staff that would love to speak with you if you need prayer or counsel. Or perhaps you have questions about Jesus and the Christian faith. Call Walk in Truth Tuesdays through Fridays during daytime hours at 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. 844-48-TRUTH. Now here's Pastor Michael one more time before we go. Well, my prayer as we move through this incredible chapter of Hebrews 11 is that it would be a faith renewer for you. And I would tell you, my friend, my brother, my sister, candidly, honestly, my faith needs to be renewed every single day. And it seems like every hour of every day. You know, the, the faith journey walking by faith and not by sight, is not always easy, 
But the beauty is, is that the object of my faith is not me and it's not my faith. It's Christ. And whenever I'm kind of like maybe a little unsettled, I go back to what I know, even in the face of what I don't understand. Are you with me? I recently preached from Psalm 73 on a recent Sunday to our congregation here in the city of Corona. And Asaph, who wrote that psalm, was talking about how confused he was when he saw unbelievers and the wicked prospering, those who kind of thumbed their nose at God. And he said, man, I, I almost slipped. We called the message, I almost slipped. You can find it on our website. Until I came into the sanctuary of God. See, even though Asaph was questioning, he knew that if he went before the Lord, if you will, he would see things in their proper perspective. And he saw eternal realities in the sanctuary. He said, I saw their end. I saw what's going to happen to them. They're on the slippery slope, not me as a believer. And he found his answers in the presence of God. And just a reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth partner. Your contribution helps us broadcast on this station and provide the podcast to reach more people like you with the hope of Jesus. And now we offer the Walk in Truth app as a thank you for your donation. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth partner for at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com and click donate. That's walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Hebrews 11, 5 through 7, called Pleasing to God. I'm Mike Massaro. On behalf of Pastor Michael Lance and Living Truth Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.